tell you've actually done some research. <laughs> That's why this episode stands a chance. Yes. <laughs> Welcome everybody to season three, the official episode one of season three of Big Bash Banter. We're joined as always by the wisdom of wisdom. She is the Laurel to my heart. What, what is it? What are they? Laurel and Hardy? Yeah, I don't know if they were the explorers or the comedians. Right. Well, um, there was Scott of the Antarctic. Now, he was beaten by Admanson, wasn't he, to the, to, the, to the pole, the South Pole? Is he the one with the icy moustache? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so. Uh, yeah, no, I think they're comedians. So if, if we were to have a uh, describe us using some kind of famous duo, what would, it, what would you say we are? I feel like you might be the bet to my Ernie. <laughs> no? I keep tapping this bloody thing. Yeah, I don't know how you're doing it. I don't know either. Yeah. So the setup's become a bit more professional this year, folks. We are inside the house, not in the garage. <laughs> so don't want to brag to everyone out there, but... Uh... <laughs> Um, and we've just enjoyed the very first season of WBBL season nine, isn't it? Yeah, I think we're at BBL nine. All right. How'd you find that first weekend? Again, I think we should have stuck with the year that it's on. So it should be WBBL 23, even though it's not consecutive. Who cares? At least we know it's this year. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So first of all, let's just rehash that pet peeve. Yep. Um, that's that's for the first time this year. There'll be a few. Yes. Stay tuned. Um, well, it's been wild. They've been so obviously our first match against the Hurricanes. We uh, we won that one by I want to say ninety eight runs. Absolute belting. Yeah, that's it. Ninety eight runs. One hundred and sixty eight for four over eighty eight. Um, as you alluded to, divine back to it. Well, not her best form, but some of the form we've been missing. Uh, she was 87, not out of 44, with two sixes and 11 fours, and also managed to take a wicket, um, bold Stalinberg clean out. So um, that was a good match to see, not only to see Sophie back, but to get a little bit of hope from the the, um, the new bowlers we've got in. So we've got, which we mentioned a little bit earlier, the um, the new all-rounder Chloe Ainsworth, um, a 10-year-old recruit from Melville. Um, she matched best economy figures of 3.33 after three overs, took two wickets in her very first over, and then caught Stalinberg off uh, Devine's bowling, which is pretty exceptional. And the wickets she took was not just anybody. It was Lizelle Lee mm-hmm. and, of course, Graham, who's now their captain. So that was lovely. That's to remind her where she's come from. <laughs> Bittersweet revenge there against Heather Graham, a player who we adored when she played for us. And, and she had some sense to it, yeah. She, Loved her. She is hard to hate, though, of all the ones that have left. It's something to do with her face, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there she is now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Heather. <laughs> Anyway, what I was saying was our other new recruit, Stella Campbell, we spoke about her loosely in the episode that was never broadcast for, (laughs) I don't know, reasons unknown. Oh, it's been a busy few weeks. It's not the language in it, or the content, was it? It's not banned. 
No, I, well, it may well be, but I haven't had a chance to review it, so I don't know. <laughs> so in, just in reference, we briefly mentioned it on our five-minute preview pod, uh, which is out now. You can download and listen to that. But yes, there was a episode of Big Bash Banter recorded about two two weeks ago, which I just haven't had a chance to to, to get out there. Um, maybe one day we'll have some kind of Patreon where where people can donate. <laughs> we'll release the episode, but you probably don't want that, folks. So here we are today. It was mainly it. about rugby, anyway. To be honest, it was mainly about rugby, and I. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling that still might get a mention today, but you'll mention it before we go there. Stella Campbell. Stella okay, Campbell. Okay, okay, Stella Campbell, which is the other new recruit we've got. Um, what did I say about her? She's young. She's tall, six foot. Uh, I anticipated she might be a good um, recruit with our whacker pitch being so bouncy. Um, she took two wickets, one caught and bowled, and the other one straight bowled. Um, which was yeah, not a bad effort. Uh, and the one that she clean bowled was the top scorer for the Hurricanes. Um, uh, sorry, Molly Strano, who's obviously... Um, actually, when was she at the Renegades? A little while ago now. No. Don't, I, I, don't I don't know. There's, there's a lot of movement between teams in the WBBL, so it is yeah. quite hard to keep track of it, from, uh, especially after a few seasons after a move. Hmm. Well, anyway, Strano was looking best for them. She was on 37, and um, Campbell did swift work of her. So that was that was really good. The other great thing I saw was two stumpings from our mate, yes, Moons, yes. and an excellent catch where she was, like, down at the boundary. She had to chase that thing halfway back to Perth. Mm. It was amazing. <laughs> what did you think? I uh, Yes, the, the fielding seemed, I don't know if it was just this game because there wasn't really a weak link in the bowling um, because we just destroyed the Hurricanes. Whether mm. that was because, you know, scoring 186 at the loss of only four wickets is obviously going on along at a good clip and Hurricanes have to immediately try and score fast to keep pace with that. Whether it was just the pressure of that large score that meant our bowling performance was so great, I don't know. Or whether or not there's something about this side in the field. I don't want to overstate it. It did look like we were sharper. It mm. looked like we took our chances. Mm. Maybe it was just our day, or maybe some of those issues we saw feeding into last season have been dealt with in the off-season mm. and through the WNCL and through a World Cup and mm. through the WPL and all these different tournaments, all these players have been playing. Mm. Maybe there's been uh, the deficiencies have been identified and worked on. Well, if that's the case, well, I mean, imagine what we can look forward to. Well, if, if there's year-round cricket that that's... Helping these players not just build the skills but retain the skills, it's only going to get better and better, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. Um, but, yeah, I, I just echo um, what you've said about exci- the excitement to see Chloe Ainsworth, a new player, performing well in Game 1. A child. She's 18. Yeah. Big future. West Australian. Yes. West Australian. And not from some god-awful part of the country that nobody knows anyway. Melville, just here. Just here. Basically, every just about 20 minutes from here. Melville, famous for its... There's a Hungry Jacks, I think, on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a Hungry Jacks in a, in a d- if it's not far from each other. God bless you. <laughs> and certainly, uh, d- keeps us going. It does. And, and, and if they'd that, like to sponsor us. Actually, I was about to say, I might have to beep the name of what, whoever, whatever liquor merchant I just said, because we need a sponsor. We do. And we'd like someone to come on board. Absolutely. And we have lots of 
prolific drinkers who listen to us. That's right. We could make them a good little pocket of money. And the great thing is we lack a moral compass. So we'll be willing to take liquor, gambling, mm. advertising, like mm. whatever you've got. If you've mm. got like if you're a shonky builder and mm. you're looking for people to target, we can just sell your business for you. That's fine. And we'll release this pod right as school gets out. We don't care. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's no there's no time slot issues for us. Oh, that's right. <laughs> That's just right. ABC kids can fuck off. That's right. Put the kids onto the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that covers the bowling side of things. It was dominant with the bowl and in the field. But we've saved the best for this moment, which was the return to form of our glorious and wonderful leader, Sophie Devine. Now, Maurice... She is someone who I know is near and dear to your heart. How did you feel watching Sophie absolutely kill it in this innings? I just, I mean, first, obviously, I felt guilty because in that unreleased pod, I said perhaps she wasn't the best retention. Mm. Um, Compared to Marazan Camp, we've got to be clear. Yes, 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 obviously. Um, And I put that down to not just the lack of form at the end of the season, but basically the whole season. Um, and I think apart from one good innings for the New Zealand tour in South Africa, I didn't really see anything great from her there either. And obviously then, I don't know, I just kind of got the feeling she wasn't really enjoying herself and I thought maybe she's past it. Um, but the way she was hitting it, I don't think it's the same, it's not the same person, you know, like twice into the crowd. It's not even, you know, it's, it is. it takes out Wasteman's let's bring in the ropes or push out the ropes argument. We don't even give a fuck about the ropes. That's what right. about the fences? That's right, wise man. Yeah. What about row five? <laughs> Take it out. <laughs> That's great. 87 off only 44. Um, batting at number four, Sophie, as well. Um, did you make anything of the, the position that she came out at in the order? I think it's better for her. Um, especially if she's going to do bowling as well. And we know she carries that back injury. Um, but also takes a bit of pressure off and gives her the ability to play more, almost like an A.B. de Villiers style. This is the only person I can relate anything to. Um, <laughs> where he can just come out and do whatever the fuck he wants. Yes. You know, there's enough at the tail end to, to still bolster him if he, fa- if he fails. And he doesn't have to carry the opener or the third, you know, burden. He can just play without pressure, and I think that's great. That's where you do your best work. Sophie de Villiers. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Works well that there's uh, two syllables in Sophie. <laughs> we got a quick look at the person we were calling for last year to get a bat, and that's Maddie Dark. She mm-hmm. came in at number three, and I imagine that's largely uh, in the place of Green, who we also um, mm. lost out of the, out the, of the squad. Maddie. We know Maddie, yes, indeed. So Maddie Dark, we know from the WNCL, can bat for a long time. We know she's a very highly skilled player. I think this is the, the spot where she belongs at the at the higher end of the order. Mm-hmm. Only nine from nine in the first match, so we didn't learn a great deal about how she's going to perform on the on the WBBL stage. Anything you'd like to say about Maddie Dark apart from welcome and hope you bloody kill it this season? Yeah, all, both of those things, and it's early days. And when I say welcome, I mean welcome to the starting 11, because obviously she was in the yeah, squad yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what I mean to say as well, early days for starting. 
I think it must be a completely different mindset that you have to go into. I don't know if it would be better or worse, to be honest. If you, you know, you would have that, you know, when you, that that certainty that you you are going to play. But then again, if you don't know if you are going to play, maybe you don't overthink it. I don't know. Either way, happy to see her there and excited to see where she goes. Someone you weren't excited to have joined the team was Winfield Hill. Now, she opened the batting along with Meth, um, scoring 27 off 29. That was the foundation, I guess, that allowed Sophie to go bang. Um, not scoring at a quick rate. Did you? What did you make of her innings? Um, yeah, I guess she's just... I've never really been impressed by her. Um, and I don't mean that in a way that I think I can do better. I just think... Shut up, Jared. The audience did need that qualifier. Yeah, well, you know, I did say, you know, it's it's a rule of averages. At some point, Annabelle Sutherland is going to have a good match. And she proved how averages work. She had a great match the other day. Just any any opportunity. (laughs) Anyway, no, uh, Winfield Hill, I think one of those people are very fit and very good with with the... not the basics, but the you know the, the essentials of the game. Um, but I I don't see anything that's exciting to me. Like there's no you know she's not a brilliant hitter. She's not a great bowler. She's not a you know I haven't seen particularly exciting fielding. It wasn't like with Maddie Green that we had where mm. you know you, you would have her on the side for fielding alone. So I don't know. Interesting to see what what we get from her, but not you know wasn't it on my pick list. Fair enough. Well, that really covers the the game. I mean, we did see Amy Jones come out and bat, but certainly this is the first time I've thought to myself, maybe maybe it's not Laura Vulvart <laughs> um, in disguise because the batting certainly wasn't as, as smooth. The cover drive wasn't as... Um, wasn't it was as, like it was two different people. Wasn't It was, honestly, yeah, yeah. I, it, it's, I wouldn't go that far, but... <laughs> It could even be two different people who don't look anything alike. Yeah, yeah. No, now you're just completely insane. Um, you've had too much, you've spent too much time at <laughs> with a comment like that. Anyways, uh, that really does it. That was the first game of the Perth Scorchers season, a very comfortable defeat of the Hobart Hurricanes. We're next going to see the Perth Scorchers on this Sunday, the 29th of October, when they take on the Melbourne Stars. Yeah, and obviously glossing over their loss we had to Brisbane, um, which wasn't our fault. It was not our fault. If you come across a woman who hits 136 or 59, not out, including 11 sixes, what can you do? Uh, and uh, with a broken bat at one stage. Like, it's not. it wasn't our fault. I don't think anybody should feel bad about that loss. Yeah. I think it's just a Grace Harris effect. I, I agree. And you are, of course, talking about Grace Harris, 136 off 59. No one else really did much in that innings. Um, I mean, Dupree got 39 and that would be it. And they didn't. no one else needed to do anything. It was mm. the Grace Harris show. Mm. I think we've seen with Grace Harris, she's been on the fringes of that international squad for a few years. And this last year, we've seen her absolutely front and centre. She has grown as a player, which is bloody terrifying because mm. she was awesome before. Yeah. 
Ah, there's yeah. there's more of the consistency factor with her now, I think, which is really dangerous because she can blow hot and cold, which is, I think, a bit more like what we saw from a player like Glenn Maxwell where, you know, one match he would just blow the game away and the next match he would walk away from his stumps yeah, and be confused of why the ball hit it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really exciting to see Grace play well and... and um, yeah, I think she's also one of those players you, you don't really... It's hard to hate her. Oh, she's, she's so bloody likeable. I've said before, I'd watch a, a game if she's just mic'd up for the whole thing. Mm. I think it'd be just, just great because she just adds so much to the game. And then you look at the Scorchers. I mean, okay, let's just, let's just throw this game out, right, mm-hmm. from a bowling point of view. Generally, your 8 for 179, which is what we did in response, will be enough to win you most games. So the batting held up. Uh, led by Meth, with a lovely contribution by uh, Amy Jones. I don't know that we get we learn that much from this game, given it was a divine show. Are we being too kind? The Harris show. What did I say? Divine. Yeah, it wasn't the divine show this game, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a divine showing. By it was Harris. a divine showing. That's sorry. I, that was my that's my fault. I got that wrong. Sorry. <laughs> No, I agree. The listeners are just like, oh, for fuck's sake, you two, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, they've already turned off. <laughs> that's, oh, that's right. That was me being too optimistic. Hi, Mum. Uh, so is that me being too kind about this performance? Or no, are you not, not at all. Okay, great. Not at all. The fact that she got 100, Grace Harris being she, 136, and literally the next one was 39. Mm. And then 16, oh, no. 15, and nobody else made double digits. Yeah. So, no. I think if she wasn't in that team that day, different result. I agree. Which games are we going to this year, Maurice? All the games we can. <laughs> Every single one at the Wacker, none at the uh, none at Lilac Hill this year? Because it doesn't exist. Because the hot dogs killed them. <gasps> I hear they got shut down because of the... Uh, the hot dogs are that bad. ...health and safety issues. Yeah. They you caught know, wind that somebody was selling mashed onions. Yeah, if this doesn't make any sense to you folks, go back to season two, one of our food reviews, where um, Maurice talks about the Lilac Hill hot dogs sold by the Midland Guild Food Cricket Club. It's one Absolutely of the almighty... Wild. ...the most incredible bakes you'll ever hear in your life. Wild. Uh, and I bought two, so then I had twice the disappointment. That's right. Because I was starving, I couldn't stop. Oh, here we go. <laughs> We've come back again. All right, final thing we want to talk about is there is a new logo, Maurice. What are your thoughts? Big Bash Banders, new logo. I love it. I love how generous it is with my height. I love that it knows you've got a beard. Um, yeah, that's basically everything I love about it. Great. And if you love it too, folks, make sure you give us a, a listen wherever you listen to your favourite podcast, whether it's Spotify etc you can also leave us a review on those platforms we're doing quite well with spotify reviews so keep that up folks thank you for your support Um, unless you don't like it don't review please if you don't like it just keep it quiet keep it to yourself keep switching off that's right you're doing doing the right thing turn this shit off (laughs) also give us a follow on facebook's the main place where we're active you also see us on x which is not a porn site that's twitter um and you can follow me on wait till you see that logo by the way that's right 
Um, and you can follow me on Instagram at Jared underscore Jones underscore good. It's mainly wrestling content, but I have put up the new logo and there is a direct link to the show from that page. Anything else you'd like to say, Maurice? No, I guess the only other thing I would say is what we touched on in the in the previous little thing is we've seen some really up and down results. We've seen the um, strikers absolutely hammer the stars. Was it Melbourne? Uh, yeah, Melbourne Stars, yeah. all out for twenty nine. Yeah, and then we've seen them lose without hitting triple figures. Stunned by the Renegades, I believe it was. That's right. Adelaide Strikers all out for 86. Melbourne Renegades three for 167. Yeah. So I think it's it's going to be one of those seasons where, you know, and, and maybe this is because each team really has that big marquee player where if they're on, anything can happen. Because I'm pretty sure Harmon Preet course that was the high scorer for the Renegades in that match. And obviously we had Sophie step up in ours. And... Uh, the Heat had um, Grace Harris step up for them. So I think it's going to be, you know, when when those big names step up, it, it's anybody's game, which is pretty exciting. And as an aside, the Trojan horse, Matilda Carmichael, working a treat with the Sydney Sixers losing their first two games. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolute legend. She should be actually like a round robin player. We should get her into each team. Final thing before we go, Maurice, South Africa have made it through oh to the God. World Cup Rugby Final. When's the final? When is it? The final is 3am Sunday morning. If you can, folks, watch that. It should be broadcast live on Channel 9 and on Stan Sports. Yeah, I don't know about 9, but it's definitely, definitely um, Stan Sport. And obviously against New Zealand. So you've got both teams obviously having won three World Cups. Previously, whoever wins is going to be the record breaker with four World Cups. Uh, and I'll just add three World Cups each, but South Africa played two less Cups. You know, they missed out in 87 and 91. Um, and obviously the first, first World Cup they played in 95, they won. So I'm just going to, yeah, it's not really even, but it looks even. That's right, that's right. Of course, Australia winning the next one in 99. But that, <laughs> that, folks, is all we have time for on Big Bash Banter. We thank the Springboks for defeating the woeful England team. A beautiful game of rugby, but still England suck. And uh, we wish our listeners all the very best for a wonderful 2023 WBBL season. We'll see you back here, maybe not next week because I'll be in Queensland, but the week after. Enjoy the episodes, download, tell your friends. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.